Hello, and welcome to the Jill Cruz Podcast. Today, I bring to you Tammy Parker. Tammy is a friend and a colleague. She's also a nutritionist, and she is extremely knowledgeable about all things perimenopause. And you will learn today that what we think of as menopause is actually perimenopause. And she gives some amazing insights into how to navigate uh, what she calls something that could be like uh, one of those really scary roller coaster rides at uh, Six Flags. Or it could be, as I said, you know, can I have the little kitty roller coaster ride? Like, you know, the kitty one, that's what I want. <laughs> so she talks about that and gives some great pointers on how to sail through that period, uh, the perimenopause period, a lot more easily. Hello, Tammy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yay. <laughs> so I would, I'll just start off by asking you, what do you want to talk about? Is there something <laughs> that really gets you excited or angry that you want to chat about today? Well, it's kind of a mix of both. I get, I get angry, like a soapbox, bullhorn, pitchfork, angry. And then I also get excited about it too. And that's my favorite thing other than food, perimenopause. So yeah, I see more and more people jumping on the bandwagon and talking about perimenopause. And I recently saw a bar chart where people are doing, there was more searches over the past year or so on the topic of perimenopause than there has in the past decade. It's, it was awesome wow. to see that. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad that people are actually wanting to learn or wanting to know what it is and people are talking about it. What is what is perimenopause? So perimenopause is the time, you know, when a woman goes through the natural aging process, uh, there's a time of life that a woman will go through and that happens before her day of menopause. So I hope her, everyone hears that. Menopause is one day, one day. And it normally, it can start in the mid-30s and it can last, you know, a few years. For me, it's been way longer, but it is that transition time that is going on. It's a biological change up in the body. I like Dr. Laura Bryden calls it like a recalibration, which I think is explains it a lot because your mm -hmm. body is recalibrating what's going on with the hormones that we've been using since puberty, since we hit our day of menses, right? And that's estradiol mainly. And progesterone, our body loves these hormones, right? So we've been using these mm -hmm. for, for a long time, varies per woman. And then after a while, resources for those hormones, which mainly comes from the ovaries at that time, starts to slow down. And it has a little bit of glitches here and there where one month we might have a little bit more and a little bit less. So then we have all these symptoms that go along with it, mentally, physically, emotionally, and even spiritually. Aha. Mm. So all these things start to happen during this time of perimenopause. So it's just a transition. It's a transition between our reproductive time, I guess you could say, and where we're, we're no longer having our cycle anymore. Mm -hmm. So, and menopause is when you've gone 12 consecutive months without a period. And that, and it's not because of birth control or anything else. It's because you, your body's just not producing the hormones to create a menstrual cycle anymore. So once you okay. have your 12 month anniversary, a birthday, thank you, then you've reached your day of menopause. And then after that is postmenopause. Okay, well, this is this is awesome because I think most people would 
call what you just described menopause. Right. Right. Like I'm going through menopause and it's this long drawn out <laughs> thing. But what you're saying is, no, that's all perimenopause and yeah. menopause is just yeah. one day. I, that's very clear. Thank yeah. you for for making that clear and also for describing it as like a natural part of life. And it's a transition. I, I like that word. It feels, you know, lighter <laughs> somehow. Yeah. yeah. And, and the goal is for it to be a natural transition. There are situations where it will create it will bring on. So some medications, some surgery, some things like that. Right. Like chemotherapy can bring on menopause, you know, and in that'll be like a, wow, this is a quick and dirty one. <laughs> and it is yeah. quick and dirty. So naturally women will go through this. So for the women out there who are in your twenties, this is your, your heads up. You're going to hit it. It's going to come. There's no mm -hmm. getting around it. It's just, it's natural. Yeah. So you said in the beginning that you get angry, soapbox angry, <laughs> ranty. I love that stuff. And then you also get excited. So tell us what's ranty, what feels, what makes you upset about what's going on? Well, I, I'll share my experience. I started feeling the first signs of perimenopause in my late 30s. And thankfully, my mother, when I asked her, like, why do I feel like my PMS is on steroids? She said, well, that's, you know, after she laughed, she's like, welcome to Perry. Mm -hmm. But when I was in grad school, which I was in, you know, I started grad school at age 48. Mm -hmm. I started experiencing some of my symptoms of perimenopause a lot stronger. I had to make some changes to what I was eating and drinking at the time, which was a bummer because I love my matcha lattes, but I, <laughs> they were triggering <laughs> hot flushes for me. And my frustration in school was, is I was trying to get information, like how can I support myself with nutrition? Because this is what I'm going to school for, is to become a nutritionist. And I want to work in women's health. We spent so much time talking about how women can eat and prepare themselves, supplements to take and all that stuff to prepare to become pregnant, right? We spent all this time talking about the menstrual cycle and how birth happens and how to get pregnant and then how to feed ourselves during pregnancy. We talked about a lot of, you know, how women can support themselves post-pregnancy, like postpartum stuff. We spent, I would say, my recollection is I could have, put that all into like a week of conversations around this part of a woman's uh -huh. life, right? We uh -huh. talked a lot about childhood stuff as well, a lot of time in that. When it came to the age range of women who, you know, 35 to 50 and older, of talking about perimenopause and menopause and postmenopause, in the book that we use, which I know a lot of nutritionists and dietitians use this book as for our life stage nutrition courses, that book had one paragraph on menopause mm. and it wasn't even correct oh it was 12 lines long unbelievable I I, I emailed my professor <laughs> I was so upset I'm like are you kidding women will spend a great deal of their life in postmenopause women will will have a period of time they could have 10 years of perimenopause that's mm. a significant amount of time and it also will impact our health of how we transition through, what we're doing for our health physically and mentally and emotionally, as well as the things that we still allow in our, our existence and in our life, like our community, our friends, and the things mm -hmm. that we say yes to versus no to, that will impact what our health is like when we get to the other side of menopause. Right. And wow. there's no education for us as nutritionists in this area of how to support women through that. So 
I see other people talking about this and I'm grateful that people are doing their research and are trying to figure this out so that, that we can help more women in this area. But I have seen a lot of stuff coming out to promote products and diets and programs that, from my perspective, could be more harmful to a lot of women. Mm. So I just want to, I want to hear about that and I want to hear what you're excited about, but I do want to comment from my perspective being a little bit cynical, perhaps, <laughs> is that it feels like, you know, that age old thing is like, well, you're old now, so who cares? <laughs> like, oh, you're making a baby? Okay, that's really important. It's this major life transition and your body changes and then you breastfeed and your body changes. Well, menopause, perimenopause, is your body is changing as well. That should be equally important, if not, I think what you're saying, even maybe perhaps more so because... Yes. It's a much longer span of our lives that it, you know, affects us. Wow. Yeah. And, and women, I mean, this is what I get excited about. If you really think about how many changes a woman's body goes through and what we go through mm. as women, we go through quite a few. Yeah. Right? I mean, men, they also go through puberty, like women do. Mm -hmm. And then men will go through something called andropause, but it's like a slow decline. It's not like a roller coaster ride. Or for some for some women, it's like the Six Flags roller coaster ride where you have to wear the seatbelt <laughs> and you know keep your hands inside. That kind of I mean, <laughs> those women. I'm like those women. I want to work. You know, call me. Let's talk. I'll help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I the other thing that I get excited. I mean, I get excited about that. I mean, when I really when I look past the symptoms of perimenopause and I look at what the body's doing, it's exciting to me. I'm like, wow, this is so amazing. I was chatting with a friend of mine about how when we get into the stage of puberty, the first puberty, because I call perimenopause puberty 2.0 as well. Because mm. if, you, if you look at what they tell you, what's going to happen, you're going to get hair in funny places. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you get it again. Your breasts are going to change. Yeah, it's happening again. You know, you're going to see all, you know, body odor, you, all these things are going to change. It's like, yeah, that's happening again. Thanks. I love it. Tammy, Tammy, when you write your book, you should call it Puberty 2.0. That's what I'm like, if you think about it, think about what they told you in health class. Like, here's puberty. And then if you think about all the things that they say in, in pair, you're like, well, wait a minute. I mean, I have to go through puberty again? What? The, who, nobody told me this. What the heck? Oh my In health class, they so didn't cool. tell us like, oh, ladies, hi, sorry. You get to do this one again. I know it's going to mm. suck. It's going to be uncomfortable the first time, but the second time, mom and dad ain't bringing you something to eat and you can't go in your room and listen to music. <laughs> you know? oh, right. you, you still got to take care of the kids. You got to take care of your, your job. You, got, you probably have parents you have to take care of at this time. So you'll have a lot more responsibility while you're going through the second puberty. So thumbs up. So funny. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So on yeah. that note, maybe very challenging for you to do this, but can you give <laughs> us like top two, three things that can help a woman through this period, you know, take it one notch down from the crazy Six Flags roller coaster <laughs> oh, yeah. to something more, more like the kitty roller coaster? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I would say the first one on the top of my head would be stress. So mm. stress will increase some of those symptoms. So work on whatever you can to reduce stress. I personally like yoga. It's helped me a great deal. I do meditation every once in a while. I'm not consistent with it. I do it when I'm like, ooh, yeah, things are going a little bit wonky. I need to like center mm. myself. Um, so really 
paying attention to that, doing whatever you can. Go get some massages if you can. Pamper yourself to death through this situation. The second would be to really take a look at your diet. Now, I know a lot of people, and I've, I've come across a lot of people, but I eat healthy. I challenge that. <laughs> mm. It's learning to really eat for your, for your specific body. You know, there isn't yeah. one single diet out there that will fit every person, right? And as women go through perimenopause, there are some things that are changing. With my clients, one of the things I will look at is the type of carbohydrates that they're eating and the amount. Mm -hmm. And we, mm. we change that because at, in perimenopause, the way our body is going to handle glucose is going to change because mm -hmm. estrogen plays a role with insulin and glucose, didn't teach us that in our biochem classes, did they? No, nope. they did not. So estrogen, I'm going to repeat that. Estrogen plays a role in our insulin and blood glucose. Yes. We, Very profound and not yes. something anybody, the average woman certainly doesn't know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And our, our risk of insulin resistance increases. We might also see in labs where our HDL levels will also change because estrogen plays a role with our, how our lipids are being used within the body as well. Hmm. Estrogen has more of a role than just helping to create a menstrual cycle so we can get pregnant. Estrogen, <laughs> estrogen and progesterone. Back to the baby-making machines, right? right? <laughs> That's what they focus on. And I could go on a whole other tangent about the patriarchy and how they perpetuated all that stuff. So mm -hmm. progesterone also plays a role. Progesterone is that calming hormone. It also has a connection to GABA in the brain. So mm -hmm. women will experience sleep disturbances, things like that. So again, diet and stress management, those two main things can help a woman through this. And one, the other thing that I'll do with clients is when I do an assessment with them, I'm looking at everything that they are eating without judgment because there's no judgment around food. But then we'll have conversations around some of the things that are known to contribute to increasing some of the symptoms. So we might adjust those items. Um, like caffeine is one for some women that it can trigger sleep issues, some hot flashes, night sweats. Another thing that women, I mean, I, on my website, there's a checklist that women can download that has all the different symptoms. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So far, I've counted over 60, but I think I put like 30-something on my list. I'm oh like, my gosh. I'm not going to overwhelm. Um, and some of your symptoms are can be related to a thyroid dysfunction, an adrenal dysfunction, mm -hmm. or a lack of certain vitamins and minerals that they have. And those things, we address those and make sure that those are okay. And if those are okay, then we know those symptoms are definitely related to perimenopause. Mm -hmm. But if you, mm -hmm. like I said, if you address your diet and you address your stress, you can manage your symptoms a lot better. Okay. I have uh, something that I've learned, and I, I'm curious to see what you think. I'll give you an example. You know, the per someone gets diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and they're given a medication for that, but they don't change their diet. <laughs> what happens is, over time, that medication doesn't work as well, right? Or, you know, everything's getting worse, and then they have to add the medication. Eventually, they're put on insulin and all of that. And I found that that's the case with hormones and other and medications in general is that if you just rely on let's say taking you know even if it's like bioidentical estrogen and progesterone and stuff if you only do that and you don't change your stress or your diet those hormones that are added in don't do they don't run as smoothly mm -hmm. as they would if you were 
you know, improving your diet and managing your stress. Do you, would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and I take it a step further. I like to run a Dutch test on some of my clients mm-hmm. because I, with the Dutch test, I can see how the body's metabolizing the hormones they do have in their body, the estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and then I run a cortisol test as well. And I can see how the body's progressing those hormones through the liver. And I'm looking at which pathways that those hormones are going down. So if I'm seeing a woman and her estrogen is mainly going down what's called the 4-OH pathway, which that's the pathway that in research they found is linked to some not so happy stuff, so some some cancers, um, Mm because that's the pathway that can damage DNA. Then I'm going to say, that's great, you're on these medications, but you're on this pathway, so we need to change your diet to encourage the body to use the 2-OH pathway, which is one of the other pathways that has not been, it, there's no link of that to anything that is not fun. That's a good, right. path. that's that's the happy pathway. So, and then there's the 16 yeah. OH pathway, which I look as well to see if that one's imbalanced. So that one is like, I call that the Goldilocks pathway. You don't want too little, but you don't want too much. You want it just right. So right. if you like porridge, that's perfect for you. So, you know, I, I'm on like these different Facebook groups and stuff for perimenopause, although they're called <laughs> menopause. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, and I see people who are like, well, I started taking estrogen and it made me feel worse. And it's like, well, uh, if you're not, if it's not going down the right pathway, that yep. could explain that right there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. brilliant. I love that. So Tammy, I would love to talk to you forever and ever about this, <laughs> but um, we're, I know we're short on time today, unfortunately. So just to kind of wrap up, what is one thing you other, you know, a pearl or something that you learned in your own, you know, journey with all of this? Is there something that you would like to share that's really been meaningful for you? Um, I think one of the other things that's helped me out through this is having a good sense of humor with it. Mm. Because I I mean, it. it can be, there are days where I feel like I'm going to lose my mind. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this day because it's just, I've, I'm having a really rough day. And Mm -hmm. I just breathe. I tell myself, breathe, do an assessment. Okay, it's just my hormones. I try to eat something good for myself for that day and just nurture myself. Then I I tell myself, you got to laugh about this, Mm. you know, because this is just part of the journey, you know. And if you can't have fun and laugh at, you know, while you're on that journey, it's going to be a crappy trip. Yeah, I love that. And you've been making me laugh on this call. So uh, maybe they just need to hang out with you. Uh, I will definitely, you know, I will, I will crack jokes about it, but I I take it seriously, but I will definitely crack jokes about it because I mean, it's, life is funny. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. I think we all need to lighten up about a lot of things, but you know, if you feel hopeless, it's really hard to laugh. Right. But if, you, if you're getting help and you have answers and things are just, you know, looking up, it takes time, I'm sure, to balance out these hormones. But mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to laugh if you have hope and you know that things are getting better. Yeah. And that, that's the other thing of, of letting women know this is not the end. This is not your end. This is just another transition into another stage of your amazingness as a human being. And just so happened to be a female, right? This yes. is what, what the female body goes through, right? So it's it's not the end of you. You still exist. You still have a lot to give. You have purpose. Yeah, I love that. Your age has nothing to do with it. 
Mm, thank you, Tammy. Woo! That's a great way to end. <laughs> so thank you so much for <laughs> joining me today, Tammy. This has been a pleasure and very educational for me. Awesome. You know, I love chatting with you. That was a great conversation that I had with my friend, Tammy Parker. And if you would like to learn more about Tammy, her website is getplantedinhealth.com. That's getplantedinhealth.com. And she has a banner on her homepage and you can go there and access a Puberty 2.0 checklist. And uh, so that might be very helpful to you in terms of looking at symptoms and things to discuss with your doctor. So I hope that you got a lot out of that podcast. And if you're looking for more, you know, information, interaction with us in Win Weight Loss, you can go to winweightloss.com. That is W-Y-N weightloss.com and a forward slash blog if you want to check out the articles and all of the uh, good juicy information we have there. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.